because I used to rig elections in other countries on the behest of, under the guides of, what, what's USAID's slogan again? Uh, to bring democratic things to other nations. Yeah, they change it every now and then. It's all the same thing. Uh, I never wanted to run for office. I don't do good for office because I expect people to do their job. <laughs> that doesn't happen uh, within uh, our bureaucracy. We see that. I guess uh, the only reason I ran was because I wanted to prove that they will do everything to stop the only person that can actually uh, get things done. And so, you know, I am a conservative, but unfortunately the GOP has failed uh, the people of the United States as well as the Democrats because, you know, do you guys know the history of the Republican Party? All right, all right. So... From Washington, we had, um, we had, what did I do? Did I do something? Oh, that's okay. So, Washington was a Federalist. So there were two parties. The Federalists, and listen to this, the Democratic-Republicans. So when they got rid of the Federalists, guess what they did? Hey guys, let's pretend we're two parties, and we'll just keep this charade going on. You see how that works? This is it. People believe that the Republican candidates or the Republican Party stood for the people uh, against these crazy liberals and the Sangers and the, you know. No, they're the ones called. Why did they let Obamacare happen when we controlled everything? And you know what? I say this all the time. We want to get something fixed because we're really far gone. People are like, oh my gosh, we're going to be 
you know, we're, we're in a communist nation soon. And it's like, no, you already are. You're just free on paper right now. Okay? Because look at all, every single one of you locked yourselves in your house. You wore the masks to do the right thing. Because you were scared. Because you were scared. And, you know, you're wearing a mask and the person next to you runs by. You can smell their perfume. Perfume molecules are way larger than viruses. So let's talk science. Because that's the actual degree I actually completed is in molecular and cellular biology. So when this all came out, I was like, um, this kind of looks like HIV. It kind of looks like malaria. And this is way before anybody was talking about it. Kind of looks manufactured. I see some graphene scenes there. And then suddenly all these conspiracy theories came out. Rather than sticking to the bare bones, they, hey, we've been using graphene all the time. Starbucks used to put it in their coffee so that they can, because it has RFID properties, you know, chips. Acts like a chip, GPS chip. So they can see where the people are drinking coffee are coming from. So they know where to build the next one. You can print it on toast. How do I know this? Because I work for the cabal, per se. That's what they like to call it. But it's the fourth unelected branch of government. And they're not people that are getting paychecks with federal tax dollars. You know, that's going to say Central Intelligence Agency or State Department. You're a private contractor. They're not stupid. They have one agency over one agency over one agency. And this is how they make a lot of money. I mean, uh, lots of people that get out of the military know, whoops. I'll get into contracting. I'll make myself 600000 a year spending three months in Iraq because this is how they launder money too. So, And this is how they keep their hands. Oh, we didn't do it. It was some private company. Don't, don't, don't look at That's not us. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. If you actually trace back the money, it comes back to your pocket. So my job was uh, implementing our ideas. So I'm not... Uh, a formal cryptographer? Well, no. Actually, I was a crypto linguist for about nine months till they pulled me out and said, you know, you're going to do really good. You speak a lot of languages. Come here. You'll do better without your uniform. And I was out of the Navy like that. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. I thought, you know, I was young. I was like, am I going to be wearing a cap suit? Like, tell me about this. I'm going to be traveling the world as a civilian, right, doing things that sound really, really cool. And I can use the skills that I have. Great at math, great at languages. Let's go. It wasn't like that. It was more convincing other nations to accept what we have to offer them. So like a lawsuit that's going to be filed very soon. You know, I am clearly going to admit to the only thing that's mostly public record. The Iraqi elections were fixed. And you know how we did it? First, we went in and got their biometrics. You weren't allowed to vote unless you showed ID and you gave us your thumbprint. They had seven elections by the time Hillary Clinton was there. We collected, you know, that magic word. What's it called? Data. It's the new gold. It is amazing. People don't have to campaign. They just buy the data and they're like, oh, we know what they say on social media and in their text messages and in their email. I don't need to spend money on that territory. Let's move over here. Data. So we took all that data and then we fine-tuned the machines to make it look believable. And then we gave them the thing, hey, don't worry. No one's going to know how you voted because when you put your ballot, we put it in there and we anonymize it. And then when it spits out on the other end because we shuffle it, no one will know it's you. 
right? It's to protect them. <laughs> Definitely not to fractionalize your vote and make sure that their algorithm is on point. It's for protection. See, this is how it is. Now, in the state of Ohio, you guys were witness to the first public, well, no, it's not the first, because they used to kill each other and beat each other up in the 1800s and the early 1900s over elections. You know, you should peruse the Library of Congress newspapers. That is a lot of fun. You know, obviously the whole selling of humans and the cattle's on the corner, you know, not so much fun. Because you realize just how much society has progressed too, right? And you're like, I wonder how they thought of that. But, you know, whatever, right? It was. It's not is. It was. But if you read the history, you're going to see that it's the same shenanigans all over again, just upgraded. Kind of like, you know, how we used to have party lines when we were young. Yeah, I may not look it, but I had a party line when I was young, right? If you didn't want to talk to someone, you just took it off the hook. And if you really needed to go to the bathroom, you got that really long extension cord. So you can still converse with your girlfriend on the phone, you know, and sneak it under the door. That was okay then, but now we're upgraded. Now we could talk through our watches, right? It's upgraded, different. Same thing, communication, different. So back then, elections, same thing, just a different mode now. And the mode now is to use the weapons of war that we've cultivated against you, the people. And you're like, well, it, yeah, it just started happening. Have you guys ever watched South Park? Hey, there's a scene there with McCain and Obama, you know, where they're like high-fiving each other. Whew, I thought we were going to be close. No, man, we fixed it. Tell you what, that was one of the biggest operations ever. So John Brennan, who was Senator Obama's groomer, was actually my mentor. And uh, I actually looked up to the guy for a bit, right? Because when you're a kid, you look up to, you know, the Woody from Toy Story. I'm not saying he's Woody, he's evil. But he was smart. And the thing is, he was smart when I knew he was really dumb. Like he wasn't, you know, like he couldn't do math. You know, he couldn't understand complex systems, but he was smart in the way he would implement things. Right? So I learned from the dirtiest of the, it's like I was dancing with the devil on tango. I served two presidents in their basements, Bush and Obama. Now I can say this now, I couldn't say it back in 2020. But in, uh, in, in, during the 2016 election, I actually went down to Virginia and destroyed federal property. I could say that publicly now because the statute of limitation has run out. And that's actually going in my lawsuit, my admittance. And the reason I did that was because I knew exactly where he had property. Remember, this guy was my mentor. Where they would deploy scripts. Now, a lot of you have probably heard Frank LaRoyce tell you, machines don't connect to the internet. Don't they? That's super weird. Now everyone's going to be like, oh, are you on that thing where Dominion stole the elections? It's like Dominion, ESNS, Heart Inner Civic, Diable, Smartmatic. They didn't steal it. They were complicit. The real, the real thieves is the fourth unelected branch of government. And they're about to get sued by me. And LaRose is going to be on that lawsuit too. Next week. And the reason I say this, just so you know, is because LaRose plays dumb. <laughs> but here's how it goes. So in 2018, I got a tip from some of my sources 
that there was a lot of chatter going on in the Ukraine. Right? Because apparently Mayor Rudy Giuliani was there. I was like, oh, wow, they're going to open that can of worms. But that wasn't the chatter I was looking at. I was looking at the State Department. So Yovanovitch was the ambassador there. This is where LaRose comes in. You watch this. Yovanovitch, who was there, was playing gatekeeper to the DOJ. The Ukrainians were trying to come to America and say, look at what Biden's doing. Look, right here. And she was like, yeah, I'm not giving you visas. Uh, every, all the information you have, you have to give it to me. She's playing gatekeeper, self-nominated herself. And you know, apparently the people that testified have supersonic hearing. I don't know if anybody saw the testimony. The guy heard the phone call in the restaurant from across the room that wasn't speakerphone. So we got supersonic hearing going on. Like these State Department people are upgraded. So um, I saw that and I was like, that's super weird. So as, a, as one of the key administrators of the overseas knot of the Kraken, you guys have probably heard it thinking of squid, right? It's because it's got its fingers and everything. I am not the Kraken, but I was one of the original administrators to the expansion of it. And they forgot it. You know how when you get a computer and you have a Windows account and it's already ready, not yours, but it just sits there in the background and that's where your tech gets in and you just does stuff? Yeah, that was me. So for all these years, I've just been watching their emails, their phone calls, their texts. I've been calling them out online, right? Because they thought with the discredit campaign, after what I did to them in 2017, when I, and I've realized it now, it wasn't me going after the fraud of the state bank. It was the EAC. I had sent out letters to the election assistant commission, you know, commission and said, hey, it doesn't look like these people that are uh, doing voting machines are certified. What's going on? Sent it to every congressman, every senator. Only one useful idiot bit. And that was Senator Wyden from Oregon. He actually sent the letter to one of them and said, hey, is very important that we're certified and stuff? And I was like, well, that's great. You just gave me evidence that you guys knew. So, because they haven't been certified since then. Because in 2016, when I busted up that federal property, they got busted. The actual perpetrators got busted. And without saying the perpetrator, I'll tell you how it panned out. Here comes CNN and the Georgia Secretary of State. Oh my gosh, Russians were in our election machines. CNN was, they had wall to wall, tons of, then it came back. So tell us about the Russians. Yeah, it wasn't the Russians, it was DHS. Oh, moving along. So let's continue. And it's like, wait, 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 stop. What do you mean? It wasn't the Russians. But it was the department of, wait, 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 wait. I don't elect any of those guys. And wait a minute, why is it okay that they're in the, how are they in the machines? Hmm? How are they in the machines? No answer. Let's not talk about it at all. And this happened. But what also happened was that the EAC suddenly stopped working. They had no quorum for over a year. What does that mean when an agency doesn't have a quorum? They don't work, right? They can't issue certificates. They can't function. They can't vote. The agency is dead in the water. So then tell me how we had elections in 2018. How do we have it without certification? Oh, that's right. Well, that already happened. Oh, no, 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 no. Just because people accepted it doesn't mean it's legal. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I just raped that girl, you know, 10 years ago. It doesn't count. Oh, yeah, it does. The law says. Oh, I just stole that vote 
20 years ago, uh, unless there's a statute of limitations, doesn't count. But when you have elections for an agency that you pay federal tax dollars to, that has no quorum, and therefore does not issue certificates, does that run out on some statute? No, it doesn't, because there's fraud, waste, and abuse. That's number one, right? They use your money. That money, did you get it back? Did you get a return for all that billions of dollars back? What about the machines they purchased in 2018? Anybody? Did you get a refund, anybody? Saying, oh, you know, the $10 billion we just sent on these machines, here's your refund. You did it. So now let's circle back to 2019. February, at the Cyber Security Conference, Joe Biden, Yovanovitch, and a bunch of other people, Schiff was there, I think. He was there for one day, but he wasn't in this conversation. They discussed, yeah, we, we, we need Biden to get in there, but we got to make sure first that we have the right president in office. Yeah, yeah, we got that. We got all the software set. Who are we going to put? We're going to put that guy that played the president on TV. What's his name? Zelensky. Literally was an actor on a TV show playing a president, and he just ran. Nobody saw him coming. He just ran. And guess what? He won in a landslide, dude. That was like 75%. It's like, okay, that's legit. And here's the more legit part. The mastermind in 2008 to showcase how it's necessary, because McCain was a very evil man. McCain and Obama pretended that they were running against each other. It was already preset that he was running, that he was going to win. Suddenly he pops up as senator. You know, Brennan's like right by his side, grooming him, heading him. He was the aide to the senator. Very, Valerie Jarrett's like living with him. That's like weird. I don't know, maybe Mike's upset. But, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, no, it's true. But, uh, you know, all of this is happening and you're, Hillary's upset because it was her turn. Because, you know, we needed to have Hillary care. Obamacare, Hillary care, same stuff, different day. But they needed a black man. There's a CIA document that says that. That he would be more easy to push to the other nations so they can get into this whole diversity thing and unity and globalism and this new world order. Right? It's not a conspiracy when they say it, okay? It's not. <laughs> it's like right there. It's a conspiracy. Um, but the guy just said, yeah, you just didn't hear it well. It, it, it must have meant something else. So don't believe your ears, of course. So he gets to become president, but what happens? McCain's running traditional campaigns, real big hit paces. Like they pulled out Charles Black. You don't hear that name much, do you? I should be coming into circle in a couple of years. So you've got Charles Black, all this stuff, blackmail this, blackmail that. And Obama's just working what? The internet. He used psychological operations using social media. That was his job. So when they ran, they wanted to see how they can manipulate the social media platforms in order to influence outcomes. And so they said, yeah, you know, Facebook was kind of new then, right? Oh, that's kind of good. He did win. And you'll even see if you dig up articles saying, I won because of our social media presence, says Obama. So then DARPA in 2009 with the whole Bradley Manning thing actually deployed a project on Twitter with bots. 
to see if they could convince people to hate Bradley Manning. Bradley Manning, who walked in, Bradley walked out Chelsea, of course. That's what happens to you when you're in the shoe, right? <laughs> That's what happens to you when they do a number on your mind, and it's not fun. I've seen it happen in front of my eyes to people that were considered terrorists or people that betray the people that paid them to do their job, you know, mercenaries. I mean, how could you trust the mercenary? They only go for the highest price. They don't have loyalty to anything. Don't listen to what they tell you. Oh, they're jihadist Islamists. No. If a Christian paid them more money, they'd be Christian suddenly, okay? That's how mercenaries work. So that's happening. Social media, right? Obama. McCain. But guess who was the mastermind behind that idea for McCain? Take a wild guess. Cindy McCain. She was like the mother of all. Remember? She had him leave, his crippled wife. Like, who does that? <laughs> who does that? Oh, you just got crippled, so I'm going to leave you now. Let's go. Like, who does that? That's like, you know, it's, who does that? But it's McCain, right? He got a rotunda. Why? All these other people died. They didn't get it. But anyway, moving along. Cindy McCain put together a task force with a handful of secretary of states in 2019. Guess who was on that task force and went to the Ukraine to see this really legit 75% landslide for this guy that played a president the year before in Ukraine and became president? Guess which Secretary of State joined that delegation? Frankie LaRose. So he went to the Ukraine to watch how to rig an election. Right? I, I, let's just pretend, oh, it's not rigged. Okay. Well, why? What business does he have? Let's just... Let's just keep all the politics aside. Let's just make some common sense thoughts here. Why would Frank LaRose have the necessity to go to Ukraine and observe a very, very high stakes election? Anybody? Just give me one plausible something. Let's pretend maybe he had Ukrainian background and was interested, right? That's why he joined Katie Hobbs and the others. I just say, like, let's just think, right? Right, but, but I'm just saying, there's no reasonable explanation why he'd go, right? Frank LaRose also tells you that the machines don't connect to the internet, right? That's a lie. And in fact, in 2006, Ohio State Legislature passed a law saying the machines are not allowed to connect to the internet, right? So when LaRose was elected, were the machines connected to the internet? Let's take a wild guess. Oh my God. And was he elected during a year that the EAC had no quorum? Oh, okay. So should we just forget about that? And say, oh, this just happened. Should we just say, oh dear. <laughs> no one pointed out. Yeah, I did. I did. Huh? Everything. Fraud videates everything. But the thing is, who's going to talk about it? Right? Anybody that talks about it loses their job. They come for you, right? They do everything. But you know, I was. you remember when there was a passport hack in 2008? Do you guys remember that old story? Obama's passport, Hillary's passport, right? Big hack. I was one of Brennan's companies, right? I was actually the one assigned to do it. It wasn't a hack. <laughs> they told me to go and get the information. I didn't know that we were removing the information, but when you hack something, you don't hack it to get rid of it. You hack it to replace it. So I had an ID, scanned it, walked in, found the barcode of the computer at the State Department, 
got my little lacy dry cleaner, did a double backup just in case. So I guess I can talk then. <laughs> Whistleblowers that are not protected are contractors. Well, we can't have a big mouth. Problem is, you'll end up like the guys in 2004 here in Ohio. You guys know about that, right? When the fraud happened here with John Kerry, what happened? It was being adjudicated at the Northern, Northeastern District of Ohio by a judge named Oliver. What happened to the case? Do you guys remember? Yeah. So two days before the thing, the guy died mysteriously in a plane crash. And another guy that was caught, you know, also died. Oh, what was it? A car crash into a lake somewhere. And then this whistleblower shot himself in the head three times, hung himself, complete suicide. So that's what happened. And it all went away. And uh, wait, if you guys remember, once those elections happened, wasn't there an explosion in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right after those elections? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't something like that so weird happen in Tennessee again? Christmas, right after the 2020 elections? See, people don't know that one of the biggest centers, data centers for the cracking computer, are actually in Tennessee. So I actually filed a lawsuit for defamation because, you know, they were saying the Kraken is a fraud. So I was like, okay, I'm the Kraken. Let's go. Let's go. I actually had the credentials. They literally took down their website when a report went up about the Kraken without calling it the Kraken. We had the British intelligence agency, GCHQ, they tore down their website. The facade that was set up called... Uh, global group, global strategies group, global security, it all changes names all the time. That website was taken down and overhauled. Oh, and even though it's still there a little bit, still says that they help with elections in Afghanistan and Iraq and all these impoverished nations that obviously don't know how to vote. What would they do without us, right? They've been there thousands of years before us. We need to go and help them learn how to be a society, even though they have like, what, thousands of years on us in history, but we need to help them. Uh, you know, so it's up there. You can see. So me, as Secretary of State, I can tell you that <laughs> there is not going to be any machine counting anything. Ever. Ever. Some things you just don't reinvent. Right? It should be fun. We should we should have, like, you know how you watch ball games and you're watching the scorecards? Why don't we have that with every county? Live streaming from your county. You're, like, rooting for your team and cameras are watching them. Like, why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? Why are we having mail-in ballots? Well, that's another one. Who authorized that? In fact, the legislature passing that was against our Constitution. You know, and no one said anything. And the thing is, the GOP will go as far as possible to maintain power, and I'll tell you why. You know, Trump, how could he endorse the Rose and Oz? Dr. Oz, right? All of you lost your mind. What is he doing? He's a genius. Because they hate him. He's like, yeah. Well, I'm going to bet the horses that I know you guys want. And I'm going to say, I did that. Oh, yeah, I'm endorsing him. He wins. See, I own the party. You see how that works? Because the thing is, he didn't want to run as a Republican. What did he say? The Republican Party is where the stupidest people are. And that's true. Why? At least the Democrats know they're crazy. When they go to that party, they know they want to be murdering people. They know they want to blur the lines of anything ethical or standard and call feeling science and science conspiracies. You know, 
But yet, if you go to the White House, they'll still ask you if you're male or female. Okay. But um, the Republicans, on the other hand, they tell you this amazing stuff they're going to do for you. They tell you just how awesome and pro-America they are. And then they, oh, I couldn't do anything. And it's like, oh, you couldn't? Let me, let me tell you, I was in school studying medicine when the AER system was going up. And when I watched it, I was at the University of Kentucky, so I'm a wildcat. So I was at the medical center, and they were giving us all briefings, you know, for those that were going to be doctors. I couldn't afford it, didn't do my residency, but I'm pretty good at general surgery. Did that. So they never killed a village doctor, <laughs> no matter if they're credentialed or not. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. They convinced everyone that they will now sidestep in HIPAA to upload all your medical records on a global file. Just in case you go to Mexico. Like, what if you go to Mexico and you have a car accident and you can't talk? Don't you want them to know your medical history so they can save you? You're like, yeah, I do. And they'll have your blood type and all your vaccines and everything. Yeah, I do. All right, good. Check mark. Then comes Obamacare. I worked on that. I worked on the paragraph that is addressing people that are um, deaf, blind, or don't speak English for emergency situations. I actually have spoken at FEMA conferences at the IDCE down in Louisiana. I wrote that part of the Obamacare. Why did I insert myself there? First of all, I was working for Obama. I was in his basement. Part of his high-value intelligence group. So that was my um, job that I never talked about. It never existed. Nobody knew about that job. I was just a student as far as everybody knew. But I worked on that. And then I read it. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So Geico can actually look at all my medical records, and they could share it with this person, that, huh, but there's HIPAA. And then it's like, oh, what does HIPAA say? We only share it with third parties that are federally regulated. Now, since Obamacare has it there, is that federally regulated? Yes, it is. Credit agencies, background checks, everything, all in the cloud, all federally regulated, all can you be used against you. And the funny thing is, when you go to the doctor and you sign the consent to treat, <laughs> in there, if you actually ask to read it, you know what it's going to tell you? We can hold your DNA out to seven years. We will take pictures of video and audio of you while you're in, your, in the room and can't read it. And they will share it. This is why whenever I tell my audience every single time, you go to the doctor, write consent only to treat, did not read, do not consent to anything else in capitals. Because they won't see you if you don't sign it. But you tell them I consent you to treat me, but you're not allowed to do all the other stuff you want to do. Ask for it. You're going to see the fine print, and it'll freak you out. But that's Obamacare. And why was that necessary? Anyone that listened to me on the radio will tell you when they were doing the COVID testing, I was like, oh my gosh, look, DNA harvesting parties. Oh my gosh, look, North Dakota said QR code, kind of like a passport. You just come in, we swab you, and you're good to go. And I'm like, great, so everyone's DNA is going to be on file. Just so happened that in August of 2020, one of the biggest data collection agencies bought out Ancestry DNA. Obama's former national security advisor did that. So then people are like, QR codes, huh? You mean like in China? Where you want to go, I don't know, to the theater. Oh, your QR code is red. You're a biohazard. You're not up to date on your health. Can't go? 
Oh, you want to go to the bank? Yeah, sorry, you can't touch your money until you're all green. For those of you that are served, you know what all green means, right? When we're all green, what does it mean? We're in deployable status, right? We're up to date on vaccines. We're up to date on training. We're up to date on things, correct? That's exactly it. This is why COVID was created. And the thing is, your governors planned it in 2019 in November when they sat down and had their governor's meeting. And guess who was their keynote speaker talking about pandemics? I want you to take a wild guess. Huh? Well, the one was there, but who was their keynote speaker? Bill Gates. And then they all had a party at Bezos' house in January of 2020. All of them. Totally relaxed. Like, yeah, totally, we're deploying this COVID stuff. This is so cool. We're going to lock everyone in. Amazon hosted the party. Who made the most money during COVID? Oh, my God. It's just a coincidence, of course. Just a coincidence. Now, Ohio, the problem that we have here is that I've noticed that Ohioans have a structure. Structure is great. We like structure. We like to know that it's morning and night. We like to know that left is left, right is right, up is up, down is down. <sighs> That's why they don't want to leave the party system. And this is a problem. Because we have been trained to be polarized, to either say it's this or that. There's no middle. And it's an illusion. It's two things holding up the government, teeter-tottering it, telling you things <laughs> like... Yeah, totally. We're on your side. No, we're on your side. The tug and pull. None of them are on your side. Tell me what your legislators have done for you. The HB bill that they were doing for the, for the what was it? For the, for the mandates, right? Yeah. How much bullshit was that? Tell me. Do you know why it was bullshit? Because you already have a constitutional article that says that they can't force you. It took me to say it for them to shut up. Article 1, Section 21 says... And that's, that's it, guys. Yeah, 2006, your guys passed the law when they saw what Obamacare was doing. Your actual conservatives that used to be in office passed that constitutional amendment. Article 1, Section 21 says that in the state of Ohio, you are not allowed to force anyone into any medical plan, but you were paying Obamacare taxes, even though it was unconstitutional. Go figure. Because they don't serve you. Have you looked at who funds these people? You know, I remember I was speaking somewhere. Where was I speaking where I told them how John Adams was getting money from Wexner? Well, I don't even remember. People were like, no, he doesn't. I was like, yeah, he does. Do you guys know who Les Wexner is? Yes. You guys in Cincinnati definitely do because he's everywhere, right? But he was, in, he was mentioned in Ghislaine's case, who, by the way, was sentenced to 20 years. But it looks like she got a sweetheart deal, so that's pretty weird. Pretty weird, right? Right, She served them loyally for so many years, and then they want to go throw her in prison. Same people she was serving, you know, locked her up. Wexner had one of the witnesses in his house in Ohio delivered to him with her brother locked up in his house and raped her repeatedly as a minor. He created brands like Pink. I've written articles about this. Sexualizing little kids. By the way, California is going to be lowering the age limit up sexual consent to 12 soon. Oh, but that totally makes sense, right? See, they're doing it in your face, and they're like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to run to your conservatives? Because they're really helping you right now. Huh? They're telling you, look, Roe versus Wade. No, that happened because of Trump. And you know why it happened because of Trump? Because he put people in there that said, you know what? We're not going to play politics. 
And we don't have to adjudicate this. This was unconstitutional to begin with. There's nowhere in the Constitution that says that you have the right to kill your baby. And if people want to ban it, the state's got to do it, not Congress, not, not the SCOTUS. Or we can have Congress make a law. You watch how that goes now. Congress makes a law, SCOTUS can't overturn that, right? That's why we have three branches of government. So then let's think, in Ohio, what kind of legislation have they done to... you right now yeah exactly exactly nothing and when I filed the lawsuit against my daughter's school board which by the way is still pending and I did it pro se one to get leniency two there's no lawyers in Ohio that have balls to file something like that they don't they're scared of the bar association they're scared that they're not gonna be able to get a job that no one's gonna talk to them and it's like, oh, so you're going to feed the alligator hoping it's going to eat you last? Loser. That's what people that are spineless do that don't get it. At the end of the day, you will be eaten up too. That's the way it goes. So what have they done? Nothing. I filed it. And guess what? I walked into a trial. Well, here. So an unopposed motion. Big law firm. Four attorneys. And they were like, I'm present. I was like, hey, I object. Who is this person? Well, I found many things more. Uh, I don't have the same rights they do. I can't file electronically because I'm pro se. Give me access. He's like, no. Judge, no. But guess what? I won the unopposed motion. Case is still pending. And then when the Supreme Court did their dirty work to cover for his daddy, I added him on there too. So the case against DeWine is pending too. And so, so yeah. So I'm kind of glad because Louisiana just came out saying that the governor should not have done what he did to the churches. It's a First Amendment violation. And so I'm kind of glad maybe I'll file something and be like, hey, just in case you forgot about this case, it's been sitting here for six months, can you take a look at it? Because I was right. I was totally right. Um, so I've been filing that lawsuit because I wanted to point out the hypocrisy. Instead, we had people digging their heads in the ground more. And that's something that we need to stop doing. They have no power without us. Your TV, if you don't turn it on, they get no money. If you don't follow them on Facebook or Twitter, they're dead in the water. The only power to have is the power that you give them. And that's it. They're powerless without you. Think about it. You know, I heard a liberal on TikTok, and I was like, see, this guy may be listening to me. He was like, uh, wait, why am I getting emails from Blumenthal to raise funds for him? Like, this guy has almost a billion dollars in his bank account. Trump had way less than he funded his own campaign. So next time your senator, congressperson, or LaRose, who, by the way, owns House LaRose, did you know how he bought his seat? Let me tell you a really cool story <laughs> about him. So House LaRose is like this big company that sells alcohol, you know, stuff that gets people into car accidents and do stupid shit. And now, according to the red flag laws, we'll make them take your guns too. Um, so he owns this big company. His brother's only like a, some board member there. And then that company created Jobs Ohio. And then once Jobs Ohio was created, guess what? He bought his seat. That was it. See, that's how politics work.
What have you done? His company now runs Jobs Ohio. Is La Rose's, also funded by Wexner. <laughs> just, I thought it, oh, and Open Society. Do you know who that is? That's George Soros, but this long story. La Rose went to really great lengths to keep me off the GOP ticket. He actually violated the law. And I urge you guys to read the Supreme Court case. I kid you not, the Supreme Court ruled, well, there's a version of facts. I'm like, did I just hear that from the Supreme Court of Ohio? Did you hear that? A version of facts. Version of facts. When I filed my signatures, his job is to say, sure, I'll take them, or no, I'm not, right? Validate, invalidate, right? That's how it goes. If it's valid, if my petition, filing, sign, paid, is valid, what does he do? He sends them out to each town, right? And then the county has one job. What's their job? Check the signatures, right? No. When LaRose saw that I had enough signatures to be on the ballot, and he knew who was going to get endorsements with that, guess what he did? He instructed the counties to invalidate my petition. That's against the law. The board of electors that actually, uh, the, the directors of the board of elections of that county that did that, literally violated the law. The law clearly says, once you get it, your only job is to validate the signatures. They broke the law to keep me off the ballot. Let me just pretend. And some people, because, you know, I polarize people because I don't, I, I'm not very nice when you laugh. Right? And when you play politics, definitely not nice. They were like, oh, yeah, they just, you know, she doesn't. And I was like, look, it happened to me. Watch it happen to other people in the States. It just hasn't happened. To me, I'm real big for it, friend, because he knows. I used to work the Ukraine desk. So I still got eyes and ears everywhere. <laughs> and that's probably why he joined the military again, so that he can invoke his whole classified thing. But that's okay. We can do shit in chambers. That's how it works, because we're going to be talking about classified things. But anyway, I digress. So they broke the law. I presented the violations of law to the Supreme Court, and they called it versions of facts. His emails directing them to invalidate petitions. Version of facts. So if that doesn't tell you that they own you, I don't know what tells you that. I mean, you see it every day anyway. They'll smile. They want your money. But why do they want your money? You should be like, dude, you got way more money than me. You can fund yourself. Go to your daddy, Castle Rose. Just saying. What about the wine? I'll tell you what. When I'm Secretary of State, we're going to be talking about businesses. Specifically, a few businesses that DeWine had opened up with the Clinton Foundation down in Haiti. Guess who has all those papers? Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, I even have Hunter Biden's son with me. Would you like to hear any voicemails that are left on there? Yeah, I've had his computer for over two years. Versions of it. But I kept my mouth shut. Kind of made it known in March of 2020, where I dropped an article with some Chinese emails. But I just kind of, I'll let other people do it first. Yeah, I have it right here. I can, I can, you know what? Let me get it for you. You guys will want to hear. Tell me what kind of voicemail you want to hear. You want to hear uh, with Anthony Blinken and uh, Hunter Biden talking about the Truman National Security uh, Advisors. That's, that's pretty fun, right? State Department stuff? Yeah. Where they need them to sign stuff. And so just so you guys know, there's a company called the Truman National Security Agency. It's a company with a torch. Whenever you see torches, run. 
the symbolism is just fantastic. Hold on. I, I'm a woman and I have a bag. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Never find it. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm a woman with a bag. We never find anything. We're the ones putting it on the hood of the car saying, like, where are those keys now? Um, you know, my kids, they used to laugh at me when they were younger. And, and I was like, don't laugh. You're going to do the same thing. Guess what they're doing now? Same thing. All right. Let's see. Just so that you guys can. Ooh, where is she? She was under a. That's Douglas Brinkley. I thought um, the statement that you wrote in this know, really worked out well in the Vanity Fair piece was online right now. Um, so you know what? Let's hear Dad's messages. Dad messages from Biden. Maybe that'll help give you some validity there because a lot of people are like, yeah, you don't have it. And it's like, here. Hey, here's Dad. I'm in D.C. Mom's teaching. Uh, I left. I have to go visit uh, have a meeting I told you about Hillary. I'll be gone. I'm in the car now, heading there. I probably won't be back till one maybe it's four thirty, I guess. But I left the door of the gate open to the house here in DC. I love you. Let me know where you are. Cheers, bye. Now let me say something. So he was meeting Hillary Clinton. I wonder why it was before he was <laughs> running for elections. Because like I said, they wouldn't let him run until the right candidate was picked. And indeed, that's what happened. April 25th, he announced. April 22nd, Zelensky won. See, this is how they fix things to cover up their crimes. And their crimes are simply what? Money laundering. And if, once you realize that you're a slave with invisible chains, every morning you wake up, you own a home, but you still pay taxes for it. Now, a lot of people be like, well, I have to for the roads. Yeah, you do. But have you seen how the roads are being built? It's probably the friend of the guy on the city council that maybe married her or had whatever, baby mamas, and they give contracts. Or it's his, but it just doesn't look like his because he calls a company ABC. He's like, that's not mine. And there's like 50 companies behind it. And then it's like, whoop, it's your mayor. And it's like the Scooby-Doo moment. They're taking us all for a ride. And as Secretary of State, the two things, I guess, that are the most important are our elections and our businesses. And I can tell you one thing, in our state, there will be no business allowed to register to do business if they do not abide by the Ohio State Constitution. Okay, that's it, that's it. If your school says your kid needs to be vaccinated, even for flus or whatever, right? And you don't want to, my body, my choice, right? Doesn't just apply to murder. I had that conversation at the airport, the girl wasn't very happy. She, I was like, yeah, my body, my choice. She's like, yeah. And I was like, right? Forcing us to get vaccines. She's like, no, I was talking about abortion. I was like, oh, it doesn't apply if it's not about murder. I get it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Maybe you shouldn't be, I didn't use the word promiscuous, but you know, it was a four-letter word for promiscuous. <laughs> and I just walked away smiling. Maybe you shouldn't be promiscuous. <laughs> so that's one thing. We shouldn't be having laws and articles in our constitution that aren't followed. Because then they have no bearing and no meaning. And would you be good enough for two? Why was LaRose qualified? How am I not qualified? I used to rig elections in other countries. If I know how to rig them, I obviously know how to spot how to rig them, right? But that's not the point. 
I mean, that's, that's a bad talking point, and I'm ashamed for what I did. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people that have served are ashamed of things they did because they followed orders, and they did what they thought was correct. You know? I remember when McCain was talking about removing... Oh, the hanging chads, by the way, it was totally a setup. I was there when they were talking about it. Yeah. It was a setup. I said, wait, so are we going to like be selecting their leaders? He goes, oh, yeah. We can't have people electing their leaders. That would be chaos. I was like, oh, you know. Kept my mouth shut and just paid attention. And I was like, all right, just going to do my job for a bit. Didn't last too long, just a few years. After that, it was, a, it was like a recon mission. I'll do just enough and be good enough. And I'll keep blowing that whistle. And I kept doing it, you guys. The amount of things that I would send to the... You know when he got nailed for those drones? You remember when he got nailed with the classified information by the Senator Bachman from Minnesota? He's like, we can't talk about that last time. Guess who gave her that information? I sent them so much because they had clearance for it. It's very hard. You can't talk about things that could get your country in trouble, right? Because that can have effects on every single one of us. We have to be very careful what we say. Because you're like, no, we need the truth. Yeah, really? You say the truth, and then this crazy nation is like, shit, I need to pull out that big button right now. And you think nukes are coming from their bases? They're already in space. They're already parked. Putin was talking about in 2018. 2019, it's called the Star Agreement. You think that the nukes are going to come from some base? They're going to come from the sky. You're not even going to see it. You won't even be able to blink. It'll be gone. By the time you pick it up, it's over. I mean, I don't know. Now with Starlink and Elon, I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, all that. They'll probably see it faster. Right now, I'm hoping that with my filing, maybe we can put a pause on the elections for 2022. You know, I'm going to ask the courts to not allow them to destroy the data for 2020. And I'm going to ask them to strongly consider not to let LaRose or anyone that he appointed because he wasn't really elected in 2018, was he? And I have the evidence for that. Until this is sorted. Now, worst case scenario, they say no, right? But then I have to go to the Sixth Circuit, right? And then, oh, whoa, that's right. Supreme Court. And considering this is a timely manner, it'll be quite expedited because they get to destroy all our data on September 3rd. And a lot of people will be like, but the 2020 election, Trump won here. So? So he won. Decertification is decertification. He certified the elections. He knew they were fraudulent. All of them did. In fact, with, a, with another fellow Buckeye, Millie Weaver, we had put out, <laughs> we had put out documents from the unions, the Postal Service unions, from before the election, where they walked you through their plan up until election day, including J6. We showed it to them. Hey, they're doing this. Maybe you want to take a look. Then we had Zoom calls. I kid you not, Zoom calls. With federal employees. They're all online. You could see them. One of them was a senior executive officer. Oh, for the Labor Department. You remember that OSHA mandate? She wrote it. She was on there calling for a federal coup. And saying things like, 
They're going to want to go into the Capitol. Guess what? We're going to let them. This is before the elections. To the same group that had just gotten $4 million from George Soros, and they were so happy, and they were talking about it. And guess who was running those Zoom calls? Teachers' unions, as young as 12 years old, organizing which child will get arrested and which one won't. And how they're going to use bicycles as defense. We have hours of footage. We have this one guy. I don't know how he did it. Like, Nathaniel's a saint. The guy sat there. I don't know how he didn't slit his wrist watching them talk like this. With all the pronouns going around and, you know, all this, we should do this. Sacrificing things to altars to be part of their group. I kid you not. That's actually on video. That's how they initiate their children. Come to the altar and sacrifice something you like, like a dollar. And now you're with us. And it's like, that's so weird. Like, who would join that and say, that looks totally normal. I'm just going to bring something that I totally love, like my blankie or my kid toy, and sacrifice it at the altar and sing Kumbaya. And now I'm friends and we're going to organize on rioting. This is all real stuff, guys. This isn't conspiracies. We have the videos. These are, there was a person from Siza on that call. Maria J. Stefan, part of the Carnegie Endowment, DOD, best friends with Thesper, too. All of these people were organized before the elections. We were reporting on it, but guess what? Fox News, all these conservative people, none of them said anything. And then you have to wonder, well, Steve Bannon kind of did. He only does things when he combs his hair. I tell him that. Sometimes when I see him, I'm like, oh, you were on fire. You combed your hair today, didn't you? But the conservative, he actually showed those videos and talked about it. He was like, you know, here are the receipts. But nobody picked it up. Do you know why? It's the same reason as the GOP not helping you. Control. They'll give you the information when they feel it's right. And they own it. I went to an event that someone put together for election integrity. Oh, two weeks ago, was it? In Cleveland? Oh, I don't remember. Was it two weeks ago that we went, Brad? Where Lara Logan was? Yeah. So we went there in Avon. And I sat there. And then there's this guy that comes up. He's like, yeah. So I discovered that the machines were not certified in 2021. I discovered that. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, am I really going to sit here and listen to this? Like, I literally put a declaration into Cindy Powell's case. I definitely sent emails every damn year before the election. Hey, they're not certified. Hey, they're not certified. Hey, they're... And this guy comes along, and he's making a documentary to tell you how amazing he is on how he discovered. And then a couple of days ago, the Gateway Pundit told you exclusive. The machines weren't certified. And it's like, wait a minute, what? So it's 2022. So what you need to be asking yourself as a citizen is, how is all my media failing me? Why is the media telling me this now, two years later, when it was already there? Why do we have this charade of J6 when we've got them on Zoom calls, dead to rights, federally paid employees organizing and literally calling it a federal coup and organizing, get this, just another Arab Spring event. Sounds totally normal. Arab spring, spring events are what we did in Egypt. Hillary Clinton deployed those. Benghazi, that was one of those. That's what they were organizing, and we have them on video, and no one did anything. So when I, when I tell you no one's on your side and no one's coming to save you, I definitely mean it. The problem is, is that we're not active citizens. 
We do what we are innately good to do. We believe everyone's good. So we believe people have do their job. But how many times have you written on the street where it's supposed to say stop and it says right? And they have one job to paint down four letters and one's missing. Not everybody does their job. These people are literally not doing their job. And the thing is, we're paying them. So they're accountable to us. So why isn't it that we have activated? Because we were busy with backsplashes, busy with debt, busy with life, and marketing, aka psychological operations, that's what marketing is, tells you how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to drink, and what makes you look successful, right? How do you walk, how do you dress? Like you, I didn't pick this, my daughter. She marketed me. When I was sleeping, she snuck it into my suitcase and I spilled tea on my pants, so I had to wear it. Um, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. We were not paying attention. We were sleeping while they swapped out and did what they wanted. All of you here right now today should be talking to everyone and saying, well, you know what's weird? That stuff was already out there. Why are they telling us now? That's what you should ask yourself. Why are they telling us now? Because they want to come in and be your savior and then be in control. Do you see how that works? You create the chaos, you create the problem, or you don't. You let someone else create it, and then you're kind of like, oh. And then, oh, look, I found a solution. I'm here to save you. Now I'm your savior. Do you see how that works? This is the type of revolving door we have with puppets that stand there. In the end, it's not for me to say who it is, but when you guys see the lawsuit, you'll find out who I'm suing. And then you'll find out who really runs your elections. And it's definitely not someone you know. It's definitely someone you didn't elect. I mean, one of the guys testified, totally lied. So, I don't know. Maybe we should name it. No, in the lawsuit, I'm saying. In the lawsuit. Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking the agency down. I know the agency. And the thing is, people, you need all the evidence. Well, I have some of the evidence, what I can legally have. It's like, you need to bring the back down here, judge. Uh, if I have this evidence, I go to jail. So here's the document number, here's the date it was filed, here's the file that you'll find it in, and what agencies have it. That's how it goes. It's, you have to be patient, you have to be relentless. I've been to court so many times, and every single time it's jurisdiction, 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 personal jurisdiction, this jurisdiction, you get away with it. Because judges don't want this. But for some reason, I think Ohio is. I think that the judge that didn't get to adjudicate that election fraud in 2004 may have this one on its lap. And maybe it'll be the way he leaves the court. He's on his way out. So um, I should be telling you all the amazing things that I could do as Secretary of State, but I think you kind of get it. I actually know the job, and I'm going to get it done. And um, that's if we have elections. We'll see. If we have elections. Everything's up in the air now. I mean, there's monkeypox, so we'll see. That's the next one, right? This is where we really need to be defiant. This is where we need to ignore them. They can't find you. Administrative rules and mandates are not laws. We make the laws. They need to remember that we're the boss, not them. And the only way we do that is with our pen. And so the first thing I guess I would probably ask all citizens to do is, guys, can we get on top of our legislator to make a law that makes it really easy to remove these idiots and impeach them if they get in? Like Gonzalez, he took our money saying, that, I'm going to be for Trump. Like, what, 24 hours into the job? He's like, peach. It's like, wait, you just took all our money saying, 
you were for President Trump. Now you voted to impeach him. And he dropped the ball on red flag laws. Because now if you've got an angry spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, some girl you don't like, maybe you got to a fight outside a bar. They're taking your guns. That's already passed. So any questions? Oh my god, I just kept going and going. I'm gonna do <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. I can take a few questions. We have about twenty minutes oh my gosh. for questions. I'm like talking. See somebody about way in the back. This dress. Robert? Yep. Thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, what do you think of anything going to be done about these corporations that are now saying now that we're going to be waiting for a return, that they're going to be able to spend uh, money to help now uh, do uh, travel expenses to their Well, um, private corporations could do whatever they want. Well, if I'm Secretary of State, they can't do whatever they want in the state of Ohio, because like I said, if they're not implementing Ohio, Constitutional laws, Ohio laws, then they're not allowed to do business here. And that's the way it should be. I think it's all a facade. I don't know, like you're going to go to your employer and say, hey, I was a little bit slutty last weekend, and so need to get an abortion and pay for it. That sounds really weird. I think it's just a facade. Thank you. Next question right here. Hi, Tori. Hey. Um, as far as going paper ballots that are hand-counted, how does that happen at the county level, or is that something that the Secretary of State can actually have something in effect to do for Ohio? Okay, I strongly suggest that it has to be at a county level. Every county knows their residents better than anyone else, and every county should be responsible for their county elections. Smaller, better representation, better acknowledgement, right? It's a lot easier for you to talk to your county commissioner than it is to your senator, because they're always so busy, right? So uh, county for sure, and they can have their own budgets for that and figure out what, you know, it might be a county with 500 people, it might be with 5 million. They can figure it out. Any other questions here? Looking for hands, but it's hard to see. Meredith, right here. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that you were on the radio and you've done some writing. How can we uh, hear more about you or hear what you have to say? Okay, so there's a lot of avenues. Like if you go to Google, you're going to hear really bad things about me. Matto, our MSNBC, called me a time-traveling idiot. Time travel, just to make it clear, is called predictive analytics in math. Crunching data so you can come to a solution. I just mock it with a little time travel. These people are just so dumb. Uh, ToriSays.com is great, but if you want to find out about a subject specific that I've talked about, maybe Obamacare, well, for those of you over 65, you should listen to some of my stuff on estate stuff that they do with Medicaid. You gotta listen to that. Um, you can go to torysaid.com. A listener actually created it where he's transcribed all my audio and all my um, articles in one place. So you can go to the search bar, type a term. Obviously it's uh, computerized, so sometimes it misspells things. So spell it like you're illiterate too, and sometimes it comes up. Um, and yeah, and you can find any topic you want, but for those of you that are over 65, because I see a few of you guys, um, it's really important that you see that. For those of you that are 54, I would highly suggest that you write over your property to a relative before you turn 55. You don't even have to tell them. And you'll listen to my show and understand why I say that. It's a legal thing. Any other questions? Oh, I can't plug it for here. There's no. 
you said that they disqualified you for just probably wrong on that running with the, as a Republican. Correct. As an yes, I am. I'm on as an independent. I'm on the ticket for November. So it's me, Frank, that girl that had the casting from the Democrats, Clark. They literally casted her. I'm not kidding. They casted her, and that's it. And me. So um, I haven't been campaigning much because I have to make sure that the, the elections are good. And I've been working on this lawsuit, I guess. And if that happens, that'll be, that, I guess that could be called a campaign because the world's not going to be allowed to oversee the elections. <laughs> so hopefully we can fix it like that. We really need to fix our elections, no matter where you sit on the spectrum. Because there's, there's good Democrats out there. Don't think that all these politicians, they get into politics and say, oh, let me go in there and see how I can screw people over don't get in to do that. Well, some do. Some are grown for it, but we have to have faith that people are better. Any other questions? Any other questions? Um, I have one for you. Want to guess that question? I just wanted you to uh, uh, tell everyone who Wexler is. Wexler controlled Casey, and he's controlling, I guess, now. But you mentioned you can tell everybody is. And I, this is like the mic. We always say paper ballots counted before they leave the public site. And thank you for saying no machines and video. Yeah, never. We're going to scrap one of them. We'll have a party for that, too. We'll be like, look, we're recycling. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, okay, Wexner. Wexner is who created Epstein. The Epstein, UC, Will Bronfman, and Wexner together. I've written articles about it on ToriSays.com. You go to the search bar and put, like, uh, Epstein or Wexner. You'll see some pictures of five-year-olds in skanky underwear and see what he does. Now, these are the people that fund your politicians. You know, if my campaign ever got a check from Wexner, guess what I'd be doing? Right? There you go. I'd be putting out a press statement. I don't want your money. Take it back. And I'd be sending it back. These, these people are evil. They manufactured a marketing campaign to target young girls. Now, I know a lot of people think it's just the pedophilia, right? The sex trafficking. It is, but that's not the majority. You know that the majority of people traffic are for experiments. That's what they have it for. Epstein and Wexner together had put together, oh gosh, the name of the project. Let me see if anybody can remember. What was that AI project that he had that created the bot, Sophia, with Hanson Electronics? You know the... The AI bot that got Saudi citizenship. Wexner and Epstein had a hand in that one. Okay? And Tedros, the head of who? Used to be the health director for Ethiopia. Guess what he oversaw? 15-year project that Epstein funded in Ethiopia. Guess what? For artificial intelligence in Ethiopia. Is that the first thing you think of? I'm pretty sure all we see is people that are impoverished with expanded bellies because they're hungry. You never think of artificial intelligence like big computer systems. So then you have to ask yourself, what does that really mean? And these are people on the pediatric site. It's called the Wexner Pediatric Site. Like, how are you guys okay with that? I would be out there every day saying, we need to take this off. We need to take that name off. Because that's all he's doing now. But I did hear that his backyard was excavated a year and a half ago. So that was interesting. <laughs> Any other what? Any other questions? We have a. Do you have one? Go ahead. Are you? Oh no, she asked her question. Chris oh. did. 
Did you have another question, Christy? No? What? I don't know. Oh, wait, one more. Way back here, and then we'll make this our last question. I guess people are going to run a little over tonight, but sorry. You Great. can't hear me? I just had a question. Are there, like, all the people who are investigating the collection drive, are you working with them? Um, they're looking at the machines. Like who? Name names. We're all we're all working together. Um, we're all working together. Everyone goes off on everything. Uh, in November twelfth, twenty twenty, I sat down and told most of the people there, "This is crazy. Everyone's bidding contracts of like three million, four million to help solve it. Can we just look at the certification? That's a sure." Tori, what you're seeing is chaos. We're going to undo elections up until only twenty sixteen. I was like, "Yeah, we'll be left with like fifty eight senators. We're good." Close, you won't be there. Let's go. That's chaos. I was like, wait till you see what they have planned. And now, the last words I said, all right, fine. You want to go chase ballots and show how they're manufacturing the evidence to match the technical evidence? Because I speak with um, Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank came on the scene way after me. Way after me. These are people that just kind of came in and just validated everything I said, really. If you guys read my declaration that was signed uh, end of November 2020, Every single piece in there has now been validated by some group doing their research. Because sometimes when you don't know someone, you're like, wait a minute, it used to work for him. This has got to be a trick. It's like, really, would I really be here on my own dime, not asking you for any money just to give you this? Like, look what I did. I told them that we'd be here talking about certification. Guess what we're talking about now? I did. Because you got to stick to the law. The simplest answer is the best. What can we all do? Pressure them. Tell them they're out. When they ask you for donations, tell them, I'm sorry, you're rich. You have money. Why are you asking me? Why don't you sell some of your Pfizer stock? Right? That's what you should tell them. Sell some of your Pfizer stock. That would be better. Why are you asking me, the guy that makes 50000 a year, to fund your campaign? Why are you asking me when you have Pfizer stock? you got all this money. Why are you asking me? DeWine, what about your gold mines in Haiti? Why are you asking me? These are questions we should ask. Campaign funds are to help get them seen, right? Did Trump raise the money? Yeah, he did. But did he spend most of his first? Yes, he did. And that's what bonafide candidates do. We need, to, we need better representation. As, as Secretary of State, I can assure you, I know it might be falling out of bounds, but I will lobby the crap out of it. We really need to fix our representation in the federal level. Our representation is BS. We don't have enough senators and congressmen or congresswomen to represent this correctly. The districts are all crazy. Like, how is Canton, Ohio, along with Cleveland? I'm like, wait a minute, that's like an hour drive. Like, what are you talking about? And then, when you want to talk to them, do you ever get to see them? Can they ever hear your grievances? You can fill out a form, but they're too important to talk to you. That's because our foundation of our nation actually said that there's a certain amount of people that one person can represent. What happened to that? You should bring it back. If there's no more questions, I would like to show you how the people of Ohio did everything. And, you know, I know you guys saw that guy on Fox saying he started the stickers. That's bullshit. No, he didn't. But, you know, it's always someone... Well, it's taking credit for what the people do, you know? Um, I think it was the Cleveland Indians where me and Phoebe did the first Trump One flag, right? You know when they were doing it in ballparks? 
Yeah, I got kicked out of the Cavaliers when I did that. <laughs> Wasn't wearing my mask and I dropped the Trump one flag. I was booted so fast my head Yeah. This is why and how we're powerful. what happened right GOP closed the doors to endorse what incumbents that nobody wants oh don't worry he's gonna get up and then he's gonna step down and so-and-so now, we're not making deals who said that you can make deals on my dime you're making deals that's us <coughs> oh that's from a, a movie called ants I, I played that on um some speech I had from uh, 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 the the America Project put on with Clay Clark was Reawaken America Tour. They had it in Ohio, and I actually made it to that one. Um, you know, they're doing great things to invigorate people with faith. And you know, sometimes we have to we have to really just find our still in this chaos, and just stay true to that, and know that if you bond, if you actually bind with the people around you, there is no stopping you. Absolutely. God bless all of you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I, you can't believe how appreciative I am to see all of you here. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.